You're listening to Wholesaling Inc. episode number 1349. If you break down the amount of people that benefit from us going out and being proactive, it is at minimum 50 people are in this transaction that are affected on average every single time that we do a wholesale deal, which is absolutely incredible. I mean, there's lenders and there's private money and there's the buyers and there's the buyer's family and there's the escrow and there's title and there's the seller and there's so many other people that you wouldn't expect are affected by that. All the contractors and specialists, all these people have an opportunity to make income from this property this distressed property because you decided to get on your phone on the way to work and make calls, be proactive and solve the problem of this property owner. This is game-changing information guaranteed to raise your real estate wholesaling business with actionable steps you can take immediately to navigate the ins and outs of wholesaling and start making money today. Join us as we put our guests in the hot seat and dive deep to dissect their strategies for success to enable you to duplicate their results. You're listening to Wholesaling Inc., the only show dedicated to making you a fortune in wholesaling. Imagine in 36 months, you go from working two jobs, nine to five, plus, 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 working for somebody else, but you still have that that sparkle in your eye, that fire in your belly, the electricity in your feet to be an entrepreneur. You want to go out and you want to do something special. So you find out about wholesaling real estate. You find out about investing in real estate. You see this as the most proven path to financial freedom and you take serious action. Then 36 months later, you've closed $770,000 dollars in profits to you and your family business. Well, that is the story. That is the discussion. That is the conversation that we're going to have today on Wholesaling Inc. podcast. All right. I've got Noah Pruitt here from Minneapolis, just outside Minneapolis in Adina. And this is an incredible story because I think this is a story that a lot of people have, Noah. So first of all, welcome to the podcast. And second of all, congratulations on all the success. And I'm sure everybody wants to know, how did you find out, how did you find out about and start your wholesaling business? Well, first of all, uh, I want to say thanks for having me on the show, Brent. I wouldn't be here, honestly, if it wasn't for you. Ever since I started and first, you know, Googled how to make money working from home. <laughs> and I found you on YouTube and uh, just went head deep into, into YouTube University. And honestly, you've been the guy since day one. And I've, I've tried to model my business after yours and stay lean. And uh, I just really want to thank you. And it's an honor to be here. I feel like I've manifested this. You know, I told my wife years ago, I'm going to be on that podcast one day. And, <laughs> and here we are. I love it. I love it. But we all know, Noah, that you did all the hard work. So let's get into this. So you were, what What was your background? What were you doing before you became a full-time real estate investor? Yeah, kind of like, uh, you know, I've watched uh, a guy that used to work for you. Who's the guy that plays Madden while he... Uh, Luke Rodfold. Yeah. yeah. He's the man. <laughs> yep. But uh, kind of similar story to him. I mean, I, I was an ex-bartender and a car salesman. And, you know, so I've, I've kind of been used to talking to customers and, and uh, building rapport. 
but yeah, that, that's how I started. I was a bartender for nine years. And then after that, I, I needed a change. So then I, I went into car sales and, you know, I was making six, six figures a year selling cars, but it just, Something about it just didn't feel right, and it just didn't give me the fulfillment that I was looking for and, and the time freedom that I was looking for. And I knew that I always wanted to be an entrepreneur, and I always wanted to be my own boss. Ever That's always been in me since I was in high school. I knew I wasn't made out to be an employee. Yeah, I think I think it's really interesting, though, and I think about this a lot about, you know, when you have that fire in your belly, but maybe there's certain things that you know, you're responsible for, whether it be a family, whether it be bills, whether it be parents, whether it be siblings, whatever it is, we all have different situations, but we find ourselves, okay, well, I'll go do this for a while to, to make some good income so that I can make sure I can take care of all these responsibilities like you were doing, you know, selling cars, but in the back of your mind and in your heart, you know, wait a second, I want to own my own business. I want to have control. So you get into something like that for nine years, but then you start kind of side-eyeing yeah. different things, right? How to make money from home, looking into wholesaling real estate, looking into this incredible opportunity that is finding discounted properties and then matching those up with with buyers in the marketplace and making an incredible income. So I love that you went from, you know, selling cars and making drinks to to doing this business. I mean, it's it's a beautiful example that you can do it. How long did it take you? Did it take you three years? Did it take you six months? Did it take you a year? Like set expectations for people that are really hungry out there for what they can do in this business. Yeah. I mean, you know, I completely agree with you that this is the greatest business ever. I mean, if there's no other business like it, there's no other business where you can go from, from nothing essentially, you know, to making six figures and you can do that in a year. Yeah. You know, and for me, it was about three months until I got my first deal. But I mean, we were going after it hard. I was calling, you know, morning on my way to work. I would call on my lunch breaks. I would call. I don't know if most people don't know this or not, but you can actually use the Mojo Dialer app on your phone. So I was I was calling while I was driving, and you know, it was it was bananas. It literally was. But uh, yeah, so about three months from when I pulled my first list to when I locked up my first contract. Then it was about another 30 days after that. So about four months from pulling the list to closing the deal. And after you closed your first deal, was it big enough to where you could go into this business full-time? Or did it take a, a while longer to you know, get some more deals coming in, get some more in- checks coming in to be able to replace your current income? It took a while longer, you know, and honestly, after watching your videos, you know, I knew that that wasn't going to be the best situation to just quit your job. And, you know, I knew that I was going to be better off spending that money on marketing. But yeah, I mean, my first deal, it was a $16,000 deal. The deal was actually $32,000. But the the deal was, it was uh, an elderly lady and she was moving into a retirement home and she needed to sell her house, but she couldn't show a profit from from the sale of her house. Otherwise, she wasn't going to qualify for, you know, for the retirement home. Right. Um, so me and her son made an agreement, uh, you know, where I would get the net proceeds and then I cut him a check as well for $16,000. So they got the 16000 I got a $16,000 assignment fee and they were able to sell their house and and uh, everybody was happy. And then I sold it to a realtor and he was happy as all can be too. So it was a win, win, win for, for all three of us. 
It always is. I'm telling you, there is so many. If you break down the amount of people that benefit from us going out and being proactive, it is at minimum 50 people are in this transaction that are affected on average every single time that we do a wholesale deal, which is absolutely incredible. I mean, there's lenders and there's private money and there's the buyers and there's the buyer's family and there's escrow and there's title and there's the seller and there's so many other people that you wouldn't expect are affected by that. All the contractors and specialists, all these people have an opportunity to make income from this property this distressed property because you decided to get on your phone on the way to work and make calls, be proactive and solve the problem of this property owner. I mean, that's what we're talking about. 100%. Yeah. Let me ask you, know it. $16,000. Did you get a check or a wire? I got a check. All right. And I, when wanted you got, check. I wanted the check. I wanted, you the, wanted the check. Of course, it's something tangible, right? It's something you could hold in your hands. It's so exciting. So you get this $16,000 check. Kind of time travel a little bit with me. How did that feel? What did that feel like? Tell everybody that is working right now and they've, they've called and they've talked to five or 10 people or they've done some postcards or they've done some uh, internet uh, leads and they're getting some calls coming in, but they still haven't closed that deal. Tell them how that felt when you got that check. It literally will break your mind. Like your brain just does not think the same after that. It, yeah. it goes from, you know, it maybe being a possibility to, okay, I can do this. And, you know, how do I pour gas on this and take this to the next level? It's literally just the best feeling. I mean, it was two months salary that I was making selling cars mm-hmm. that off of one phone call. One phone call. One phone call. Yep. <laughs> I love it. And listen, once it's proven, right? Once you pull this out of thin air, it's really exciting because then you know you can do it again, right? Yeah. You know that it's just a matter of time. If you keep taking these actions, if you keep providing this value to the community, to the neighborhoods, to the market, then you are going to be successful and do bigger checks and do more of these things. And it really is, guys, I'm just telling you right now, Noah can can break this down, but it literally is, you find a list of distressed properties, mm-hmm. which 6 to 10% of the real estate market is in distress at all times. So there is more opportunities than there are real estate investors to go after them. Okay, first of all, but whether you're just driving down the street and you see ugly properties, you can get the phone number for that owner, call them up, have a conversation with them, solve their problem, put that property under contract, sell that contract to a cash buyer, and it's $16,000. That's the simplified version. But the only really nuance in there, Noah, is the emotions and what's going on with that property owner, That's right? It. It's really yeah. just making sure that you're putting them, the best option for them at the time is a cash as is offer, right? Yep. That's it. I mean, that's really the whole layout of this thing. If there's a mystery to wholesaling, if there's a mystery to finding these opportunities, let me just get rid of that mystery. That's all it is, right? Yeah, it, it's all about being consistent. I mean, literally, it's as easy as driving and finding a house that needs some work or pulling a list. And then you pick up the phone, call the list. And the most important part is following up. Once you finally get that lead, you got to follow up with them. That's where all of your money is going to come from. And you got to be consistent. And I learned that in car sales. Our, our manager was on us every single day on our seat. We had a CRM there too. 
and they could see exactly how many people we had to follow up with. And if we weren't following up with, you were gone. You know, so we learned it from the beginning. And, it, and it's true. I mean, it's, you know, 90% of these people aren't just going to say, oh, yeah, I'm ready. Come on over. I'll sign the contract. Right. You know, a lot of these take nurturing and you got to build the relationships with them. And, and you got to be there when they decide to make the decision. You want to be that person on the top of their mind. And it's not always calling to say, hey, are you ready for your offer? Sometimes you're just calling to say, you know, oh, I, I have a realtor that I thought you might like. Or, you know, I got, you know, you said you wanted to fix some stuff up. Here's my painter's phone number. You know, you just always want to lead with value. Mm-hmm. And it gives you an excuse to call and then it keeps them picking up the phone too. I love that. I love that you said that because a lot of people get nervous, right? No, a lot of people get nervous about lead follow-up because you're so worried that they're going to tell you, oh, I don't want to sell anymore, or they don't pick up, or they say that they already sold it to somebody else and that breaks your heart, right? You get emotional damage from that. Uh, You know what I mean? Like You're like, oh, no, I don't want to go through that, so I'm not going to do this lead follow-up. But the fact is, if you're constantly bringing new people into your world into your pipeline of leads and opportunities, you're not worried about that one that made the decision that was best for them. You were just focused on the people that will actually do business with you. And I think that that's what's really, really key. So there shouldn't be any fear of lead follow-up. Lead follow-up should be your best friend. That's where all, all your income is made, right? Absolutely. I mean, you want them, they're doing you a favor by just saying no, honestly, your job doing follow up is to disqualify these people, you want to get those junk leads out of there as soon as possible, you know, and and get to the people that are actually going to do business with you. I'd rather somebody tell me no, and, and, you know, to beat it right up front, than yep. drag you along for six, eight months, and then list it on the MLS, you know, just, yeah, I just, I just want to talk to the people that want to do business with them. So when you were starting, though, what lists were you calling? So I was I started out doing pre-foreclosures, absentee owner. Um, I was trying to go after as much distress as possible since I didn't have much money to begin with. And, sure. and I didn't really know what I was doing. The first first two deals that I got, one was absentee owner, and then the other one was pre-foreclosure. Love it. Yeah. So that first deal was just a tired landlord. Yep. Just somebody... Somebody that owned the property, they don't live there. Was it vacant or was it occupied? The first deal was uh, the pre-foreclosure. Second was tired landlord. But Got uh, it. Yep. The pre-foreclosure was vacant or occupied? That was occupied. Yeah, that was the elderly lady that had to go to, to a nursing home. That's right. And then the absentee owner was vacant? Yes. Yeah, I find that really interesting, Noah. You know, I look at these properties and it's 50-50 for us. It really is. 50% of the times uh, they're occupied by a tenant or the owner. And then the other half of the times uh, they're vacant. And I'm telling you, the vacant properties, man, people are ready. When somebody moves out of those and they're really ready, they are motivated to make a decision quickly with the owner occupied or especially the tenant occupied. It takes more time of follow-up for the property owners to have confidence that we can help them. We can buy their property and help take care of the tenant to move on to another property. Are you are you working with a lot of tenant-owned properties or owner-occupied properties where you have to you know, really build that relationship relationship and that trust with the property owner so that they feel comfortable, you know, moving forward with the deal. Absolutely. I mean, especially when the tenant is paying rent and they're on time, you know, because at that time, it's not a problem for the landlord. They're cash flowing every single month. So they're not in a hurry. Um, You know, a lot of times they might even want to wait until the lease is up 
it's easier for us when they have a problem and when the tenant isn't paying rent. We can do it when when the tenant's involved. You know, I find that the landlords aren't very motivated when everything's going great. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Well, and and sometimes they just, you know, it's at that point where they're just done with the property. They've owned it for forever. They squeezed everything that they wanted out of it. They haven't renovated the property. They haven't fixed it up. The tenants are okay, but they've, they've had the same, you know, rental rate, you know, monthly payment that they have to pay since for the last 10 or 15 years or something like that. And they're just like, you know what, I just want to move on. And uh, that's when we step in and we find a lot of opportunities that way. A lot of opportunities. So anyway, right now, because uh, with Minneapolis and St. Paul, I don't know if you're aware, but they just passed a rent control in St. Paul and Minneapolis didn't pass rent control, but they passed the ability to do rent control in the future. So it's in the works. St. Paul just made it where you can only raise the rent 3% a year. So I've actually just recently, we've gotten a ton of landlord leads because a lot of these guys in Minneapolis and St. Paul are moving out to the suburbs now because yeah. nobody wants to be told how much they can rent their property for. Incredible. Great advice there. Anybody in that market, you better be calling your tired landlords as soon as possible or Noah's going to take all of them. (laughs) There's There's too many for you to take all of them. So Noah, you... I know that this is a family business for you. So talk to me about that. How does that work out? It's you and your wife. You guys are are running this thing. Do you have more people on your team? Talk to me about your team and your business. Yeah. So, you know, when we first started off, my wife was, was a key part in this business. Honestly, I wouldn't be where I am without her. And she was, you know, she was right there side by side with me while we were doing cold calling on our lunch breaks. You know, I'd get home for lunch and she'd have a sandwich made and then we'd pull up Mojo and we'd start calling together. You know, since we've gotten to the point where we're doing, you know, a few deals a month, she's, you know, kind of taken less of a role in the business and, and focus more on the kids. But yeah, like I said, I wouldn't wouldn't be here without her and everything that I do in this business is for her and my two little boys, Jackson and Charlie. And it's, you know, it's just it's it's remarkable. It's given me the ability, you know, to spend time with them and and, uh, you know, in, in February, where I'm taking them on a, on a trip to Florida and we're going on a cruise and it's, you know, it's just all things that then we're able to do because of this business. On like the rehab side of things too, uh, they love to get involved with that. So my wife will pick out the finishes and stuff like that. And the kids will get in there with the hammers and the, their drills and they'll be in there helping me do demo work and fix stuff. So it's, uh, they love that, that side of it more. Incredible. I love it. I love it. And, you know, when you found this on YouTube, when you found wholesaling and you wanted to test it out, you wanted to try it, what was that conversation like with your wife? Were you guys both watching videos? Were you both investigating? Was it you? And you're like, hey, listen, you know, check this out. Because I think that this is difficult in a lot of relationships, not, not, difficult. I'd, I'd say it's it's a challenge in some relationships where, you know, you've got that fire in your belly and you're like, I want to try this. And then you've got uh, somebody that's very security based. You know, they really, they're like, wait, you have a job, you have things going on here. Let's not rock the boat here. What was that conversation like? Well, it, I'll tell you the, the after and then the before. So the after, <laughs> <laughs> she told me, you know, she thought I was crazy and she thought that it was too good to be true. But at the time when I told her, she's always been this way. She was 100% supportive. And she said, you know what? I believe in you. You can do anything you set your mind to. And she just, you know, anything I can do to help, let me know. So she was always there from day one. 
even though I didn't know this before, but she thought I was crazy. <laughs> yeah, sure. I get it. I get it. You know, and uh, it, I went straight into, you know, I tried a couple other things first. I tried, you know, Forex trading. I tried being a loan broker. So it's not like I just started wholesaling and was successful. Like I failed on multiple different things before I finally found something where my, my skills would work. I love it. Well, and listen, no knock to those other income generating businesses, but I really, I mean, look at the long term, right? Look at the long term ability to make incredible income and build your wealth with real estate. Yeah. I mean, this is wealth building 101, but you know, we don't really know how we find these opportunities until we go out there and we have these conversations with property owners that are in distress that want to trade uh, potential equity in their property for speed and convenience. And that's where it starts. And you start your real estate investing business by creating a machine that sources discounted properties that sort of that, that goes out and tries to find the properties that need the most love in your community and start there. And then once you build up, once you can do this business full time, then you really, I mean, you're off the chain. Now you can run, you can sprint and you can do this business full time and really put a lot of effort into it. And then you build a business and a machine around it. And then you start investing in assets. You start buying these properties and holding them and getting that cash flow. So that's the plan, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's the plan. But it's like, you know, with some of these other business opportunities that are out there, how long are they going to be around? What's going to replace them? What's going to happen to it? It's wild. You know, how many people can, can do that business at the same time? We know in real estate, there's over 12 million vacant single family houses right now in the United States. We've got a lot of runway in this business. So of course I'm selling everybody on this business right now. Cause I'm so, this business has changed my life. It's changed Noah's life. It's absolutely bananas. It's incredible. And I want to scream it from the rooftops. Don't waste your time with something else. Get into real estate. But, you know, it's a, it's a personal choice, obviously. So let's get into the hot seat here. Let's break down a deal, Noah. Let's really, I'm going to really grill you and really pull out all the little details on, on whatever deal you want to talk about. So go for it. So one that comes to mind right off the bat, uh, her name was Mary. It was a deal that we did in St. Paul. Uh, I was in the Mac Groveland neighborhood, which is an up and coming neighborhood. Everybody wants to be there right now. And this was, you know, what I was talking about earlier about consistency and follow up. She had been uh, a lead that was in our system for six months before before she actually made the decision. And uh, she had some things happen in her life where she just kind of shut down and got depressed, stopped paying her bills. I found out, you know, later that she had the money to pay her bills. She was just so depressed. She just you know, kind of stopped doing everything. It stopped paying the bills and it became a hoarder situation where the house was completely trashed and it just, it needed a, a lot of TLC. Sure. She was in pre-foreclosure and she calls me one day before the, the sheriff's auction expires in Minnesota. You have, you know, you can redeem it six months later. She calls me one day before it's too late. And we were able to get in there. I called the bank and was able to shut it down before mm-hmm. Put it under contract. Just I felt amazing, and then I I get home and I get a, a call from her son, <laughs> and her son says, "I don't know what you did. I don't know what you said, but we're not selling the house, and we need to cancel the contract." Mm-hmm. And you know, I just I was shattered. I didn't know what to do. 
I said, Hey, look, I'm trying to help. I said, your mom's got a bunch of equity in this house. If you guys don't do something, you know, you're going to lose all that money. He set up an appointment with me and all of the siblings. So I, I went back to the house and it was kind of in the hot seat. It was the seller and then about seven other people surrounding me. <laughs> and I'm just sitting there and they're firing questions one after one after one. And I, I sat there and I answered all their questions. I went over all their options. And uh, at the end of the day, they still decided to move forward and, and do business with us. This one was, was had a little bit of meat on the bone. So we decided uh, to take it down ourselves. And it was my first time partnering with a hard money lender. Awesome. So, we got a hard money loan and he looked at the deal. He was like, yep, I'll fund the whole thing. Gave us all the money to do the the purchase and the rehab. 100%. 100%. I had zero out of pocket. And uh, have you ever Had you ever worked with him before? No, never before. So there's money out in the market right now? There's money out there, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And guess where I found the hard money lender? It was from my title company. I of asked, course. Yeah. They said, hey, talk to this guy. He's, you know, he's doing a ton of business right now. I called him up and it was one of the easiest processes I've ever had to do. I mean, there's no draw requests. You just send him pictures and kind of a walkthrough and he'll wire the money into your account the next day. But we ended up, uh, I spent $8,000 cleaning that house out, just getting all of the stuff out of it because mm-hmm. it was in the middle of winter. So you couldn't put a, a dumpster on the street. So we had to, we had to do uh, 1-800-GOT-JUNK. So it was $8,000 just to clean the house out. Then we went in, we rehabbed it uh, very, very lightly, cosmetic, uh, you know, paint, and then I staged it. We listed it on the market and we had something like 50 showings. We had eight offers. It ended up going for 50000 over asking price. Hold on. Before you give me the details, hold on real quick. Okay. So let's, let's nitpick this a little bit. Let's really get in here. So... What list was it on? Was it on a pre-foreclosure list? Pre-foreclosure, yep. Where do you get your pre-foreclosure list? That one was pulled from PropStream. PropStream. Okay, got it. You pulled the pre-foreclosures from PropStream. You then skip traced it and called them? Yes. Yeah. And by the way, if anybody's not familiar with that language, skip tracing is basically you upload an address online to uh, batchskiptracing.com and they send you back the phone number instantly and you're able to reach out to that property owner. So you called her and she answered the first time? Yeah, I skip traced it with batch, uh, used my code TTP and got 14 <laughs> skip tracing on there. That's right. And then called her for, you know, once a month for six months, you know, it wasn't just saying hi and, uh, you know, and she wasn't ready to do anything. And then finally got to that point where she had no choice and had to do something. In six months, how many times do you think you called her? In the first week, we probably called her three or four times. And then after that, it was about once a month. Okay, so over 10, 12 probably. Yeah, yeah. That's usually what it is, by the way, everybody out there listening. 12 to 14 times you have to call a text message, voicemail, whatever it is, all of them to either get a yes or a no. That's typical for lead follow-up. So in your mind, don't think, oh, I've called this person three or four times. No, listen to Noah here. This is real life, 12 to 14 times. This was all pre-appointment. Had I heard. Had I seen the house and known the condition it was in, I would have called her twice as much as that. Sure. <laughs> but yeah, I hadn't, you know, I hadn't even been to the house until one day before it was, you know, going to be sold. Isn't that incredible? And and listen, that's not uncommon, Noah, right? I mean, people wait to the very last moment to make a decision. And like you were saying, there was something emotional going on there, right? Something that that had stopped her, some sort of 
depression, really, that was that that had set in that. And when people listen, when people are in that situation, they close up, they put themselves into a little, you know, cocoon and hide away and try to not bring their drama to other people. And that usually leads them to make a decision very, very, very uh, close to the time where they're going to lose the property. So you got in there and you were able to postpone the foreclosure? Yep. Awesome. Now that's something that, that that is really key for everybody listening. If you have somebody that is in pre-foreclosure and it's getting really close, if you have a purchase contract, you can reach out to whoever's responsible for that auction or reach out to the bank directly and get that postponed. The bank doesn't want to foreclose. Yeah. Cost them a lot. They don't want to have the liability. They don't want us to have that on their books. Trust me, they will work with you if you communicate effectively with them and show them that you've got in a valid purchase contract. And so, if you have a good title company, they'll do that for you. You give them the purchase agreement. You tell them, you know, hey, we need this thing, and the, they took care of all that for me. So I love it. I love it. That is incredible. So then what did you buy it for? What did you sell it for? And what was your net profit on this deal? So we ended up we ended up buying it for 130. I had some hard money cost into it, you know, for for about twenty thousand dollars, which which put us around one fifty. And then we put it put I'd say around twenty thousand into it. Okay. And then eight, eight thousand being just cleaning it out. Yeah, yeah. Yep. And then uh, we ended up we ended up selling it for three hundred thousand dollars. Oh, okay, that is banana. So what did you net on this, Noah? We netted one hundred and four thousand dollars. Come on, man. Come on. Let's go. it all started with pulling a list getting the pre-foreclosures calling up having a conversation following up 12 to 14 times having an appointment signing a contract with that property owner then having to go back and prove that you can solve this problem in front of seven loved ones family members which by the way no i love that they did that yeah, because the worst the worst situation is when it's going all the way to when it's about to close, or even when it closes and the family doesn't know about it. Yeah. Thank goodness that they knew about it early on, and you can solve that problem early as opposed to the fist fight that would happen later. Yeah. Right. So I love that you went. I love that you sat down. I love that you didn't play hardball with them. I love that you didn't say, "Oh, she signed the contract; it's binding," and all this other like really aggressive language. You don't need that. You can win with kindness in this business. You can win with the empathy that you have for the property owner's situation, property owner and the property owner's family. So you won on every single level there. And it was a huge deal. Well-deserved $104,000. We're talking massive deals with Noah Pruitt today. I am telling you, that is absolutely bananas. I love that. I literally... You were breaking that when you said three hundred thousand. I literally got goosebumps. You know what I'm saying? I that is. I love this business. I love this business so much. It is like it's like that. If you really have a kind servant's heart to go out there and make an impact in the community, you're going to be paid really, really well to the tune of seven hundred seventy thousand over the last three years. So as you look back on that, Noah, um, how do you feel? And what does the next five years look like? 
you know, that's something that I actually wanted to talk to you about, but I feel amazing, but also, you know, still like I'm still at the beginning of this journey and yep. still, you know, it's, um, I'm still even struggling with consistency, you know, sure. one month you'll do four deals and the one month you'll do one deal, you know, so it's, I just really want to take it to that next level. And do you have an acquisition manager? I don't. I've tried it. I've had two different acquisition managers that were friends and it's, it's tough. It I is. would hire a junior acquisition manager. Mm-hmm. I'd pay him a base of $2,500 and I'd give him 3% of the deal. And I would have them know this. And this is what I do in my business. And it has been, un, it has been incredible the impact that this has. And all this, all chat does in our business is do lead follow up every single day. And my main acquisition manager, which will be you for now, Noah, yeah, all only touches people only starts the conversation and starts working with that lead once the timeline is short and they're ready to go. And that's where you need to really, really spend your time, build the systems, get somebody in there, get somebody with a sales background, some sort of door-to-door sales, get on LinkedIn, look for anybody that's working for solar companies or pest control or whatever it is in in Minnesota. You know, I don't know. I don't know what, uh, you know, People go around and, and that are really proactive, but somebody that has that and and somebody that's interested in real estate, somebody that wants to uh, walk in your footsteps and see what's going on. Um, that's what you're looking for. And you get that. I think that's going to make a huge impact on your business because then you could get more leads at the top of the funnel because they're filtering them all. You're focusing on just closing those deals and it's going to be a huge impact. I love it. Yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. There you go, Noah. Well, let everybody know how to reach out to you. What an incredible story. There's going to be plenty of people that want to squat up with you, connect with you, network with you. Uh, how do people reach out, even if they just want to say congratulations? Well, I'll give you the... And I'm one of those crazy guys. I'm going to give you my phone number. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I don't think hey, you know what happens after this, up. Noah. But go, go ahead. Go yeah. ahead. Feels here, especially in the Twin Cities, anywhere in Minnesota, I have a huge buyer's list. 12, 13,000 people on the buyer's list. Best way to reach me, 612-430-5630. The other best way to reach me, if you're looking to do any kind of private lending or anything like that, is on Instagram, and that's at the real Noah Pruitt. That's N-O-A-H-P-R-U-E-T-T. Absolutely incredible. One more time with that the phone number just to, uh, just to see what happens here. 612-430-5630. <laughs> I love it. I love it. 612-430-5630. Reach out to Noah, even if it's a text, even if it's a call, reach out to him. He loves talking to people. That's for sure. So Noah, give some advice to anybody starting out in this business that's trying to get their first deal. Give them something that is impact, tactical, something that they can implement in their business right away. One thing that's working for us, especially here in Minnesota, and I don't know if, if Arizona is the same way, but, uh, don't underestimate the power of, of going to the city for your list. And I'm not talking the county, I'm talking the city. So a lot of people will go to the county and, you know, get your pre foreclosures and all that. But what we like to do, our best list right now, hands down, is the water shutoff list. Water shutoff list. And that's, you know, you can go to Minneapolis. That's one list. Now I got the, all the surrounding cities. And on each one of these cities, you're looking at about a thousand addresses on there. Mm-hmm. These are lists that people are not pulling, that they are not going, you're not getting them off of, you know, um, off of your standard list source and whatnot. I mean, these, 
that's one thing that I can say. Code violations, water shutoff. And uh, I noticed when I was pulling these code violations, we also do some driving for dollars. Sure. Almost all of those driving for dollars houses were already on the code violation list. So I just I went straight to the source, go straight to the city, pull the code violations list, and you can reach a lot more people. Otherwise, just be consistent. You know, you got to get those leads coming in, and then you got to follow up with those leads. You know, as as much as you can. And I think if you can do that, you'll be able to do deals. You know, there's no magic sauce. You just got to be consistent, and and you gotta you just gotta you just gotta talk to people. That's it, baby. That's it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Well, Noah, congratulations to you and your family, your two boys, Jackson and Charlie. Absolutely incredible. They get to see you in action. They get to swing a hammer. It is just this business is rewarding on every level if you let it be. So congratulations, Noah. And uh, I think the next five, 10 years are going to be absolutely bananas for you. So I'm excited to watch that and see how you progress and really grow this business into something incredible. But get your junior acquisition manager. All right? Sounds good. Thank you again, Brent. I wouldn't be here without you. Appreciate it. Awesome. Well, listen, everybody out there listening, you can do this business. If you focus... And that's really my mantra for the next 12 months. And I really think it should be yours too. If it's your first 12 months in your real estate business, the word is focus. Focus on ugly properties, big checks. I'm telling you, don't get bogged down with all the other things, all the incredible other opportunities that you can have in real estate, like creative finance and building your portfolio and fixing and flipping and developing and land and all these other things that you can do, right? Focus on ugly properties big checks for your first year and watch your business absolutely blossom and explode and do amazing things for you financially. And if you are interested in joining the most proactive group in real estate investing, it is the TTP family. It is the TTP coaching program. Go to wholesalinginc.com. That's wholesalinginc.com. Check out what it's all about. Check out everything that you get, all of the support, over a 100 hours of support calls that you're going to have access to, let alone every step of this process all lined out for you so that you can skip the front to the front of the line and be as successful as fast as possible. But check it out. Don't don't listen to me. Go check out all the testimonials. Check out all the successes that people have had and keep scrolling and scrolling and scrolling. If it feels good in your gut, make sure that you sign up for a call. Uh, we look forward to working with you and I look forward to working with you personally. And that's it. Congratulations to Noah and his family. What an incredible story. And I'd love to share your story sometime too. So go out there. And I encourage you as always to go and talk to people. Love you guys. See ya. That's all for this episode. Your next step to success is to continue the conversation over at wholesalinginc.com by joining the mailing list, as well as get your chance to book a strategy session to learn the systems and become part of the tribe and work personally with one of our amazing coaches. We'll see you next episode with more ways to make you a fortune in wholesaling.